This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 54 of the World Ves- War Vessel Radio podcast. Um, Excited to be digging into God's Word with you today. Um, so this last couple of weeks, I mentioned it at the latter end of last week's podcast, I was thinking, I have been thinking and dwelling upon a topic, um, but wasn't sure how to express it yet. And I'm still not really sure that I know how to express it because the topic is could be very large, like everything in Scripture. If you take one facet of it, you could focus on that facet for an eternity, which is going to be the amazing thing about living with Christ in heaven is that we will perpetually be getting to know him more and more in all of his amazing, wonderful intricacies and um, just depth of love for us. Um, and so one of the topics I've been dwelling on uh, has been suffering. And this caught this topic, um, which I've talked about in the past, continues to catch my attention. But particularly, I was reading in 1 Peter 4 and um, down to about verse 3. And uh, in in chapter 3, so before 1 First Peter 4, um, Peter's talking about submission to husbands um, and husbands dwelling with their, their wives, um, suffering for right or wrong, and suffering for doing what's right is beneficial, but suffering for doing what is wrong that has no benefit. Um, and then he goes into Christ's suffering and ours, and in verse 18 of chapter 3 he says for Christ also suffered once for our sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the spirit by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient and it goes on a little bit more and then it leads into chapter 4 and there is a series of verses here that I want to look at verses 1 to 3 um, and I think it's very profound in my mind, um, what Peter talks about here. So I'm going to read it quick, and then I will dive into my thoughts, and hopefully I can get through it succinctly and uh, in a way that makes sense, because I kind of feel like I'm bowing before the unknown here and just the um, amazingness of Christ. So chapter, or sorry, chapter 4, starting in verse 1 down to uh, verse 3. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with this same mind, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of man, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Um... 
So here's my highlights from that verse. The thing that snagged my attention uh, very vividly was, um, is verse 1. It says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, and here's the key word of this verse, arm yourselves also with the same mind. I should say key phrase. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And I was struck by that arm yourselves with this same mind, that the mind of suffering that Christ had is something that is in our spiritual um, weaponry of warfare, that is a weapon. Um, I wouldn't consider the mind of suffering to be a weapon, um, but it says to arm yourself with it. And I was digging in Blue Letter Bible, um, and that word there, I don't have the Greek um, labeled out right at the moment, but that word means uh, to equip with arms, um, and uh, so by extension with weapons, becoming armed, prepared for offensive and defensive uh, maneuvers are some things that I put in there. And this is to the person that has been equipped and has armed himself with or herself with this mentality of suffering, just as Christ suffered for us. It says, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And I was really just pondering this. Um, it's quite a bold statement for Peter to make, saying that um, he who suffers in the flesh in the way that Christ suffered in the flesh for uh, the love of his people that he wanted to bring unto himself has ceased from sin. And in, in verse 2, it says that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. And that's kind of where the second key to this verse comes in. Um, the Christian woman or man that chooses to suffer with this mentality of Christ and to embrace suffering with the same uh, zeal and same willingness and obedience that Christ did has essentially ceased from sin when you really think about it hard because what they're choosing is to bring their body into a place of uh, enduring hardship for the glory of God, for the will of God, um, which goes contrary to the principles of human nature and of sin, which is of selfish nature um, and is of self-protecting and self-seeking and to avoid harm altogether. But the Christian has been called to this um, mentality of Christ. And I'm not going to say that we go around um, seeking to put ourselves in posi position of suffering, but much rather when the situations and the time comes, because all over Scripture it says there will be suffering. Jesus says you will suffer uh, for my name. And the apostles all suffered, and the early church suffered, and the church today is suffering. Um, and so to this person to the Christian that is enabled in Christ with this mind of suffering, the path of sin becomes narrower and narrower the more and more they embrace the true suffering of Christ and to uh, receive the joy of that suffering for his sake and for the gospel's sake and for God's will. Um, and I so that verse 2 is, is really um, powerful because, uh, building off of the person who has been armed with this mind of suffering. 
will not spend the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. Now, um, I don't know that this person ever will exist or ever could exist other than Jesus did this exact same thing, and we have the Spirit of Christ. And I know through the um, the sanctifying work of God that as we grow in our faith and our Christianity and as we endure suffering, we are more and more becoming uh, sanctified and pure through the working of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think any sanctification or any purity that the Lord gives us on this side of heaven is nothing to what will be compared uh, on the other side of this life when we reach heaven. Um, I've been reading in Job. Oh, and I might just need to pull up this verse quick. I wasn't expecting to go here, but um, it was actually a a topic I was saving for um, possibly later building off of this, but and it probably will be. Um, But Job goes through a lot of suffering when Satan comes against him purposefully. Satan just directly comes against him, and he loses everything, um, and even his friends uh, are criticizing his life and his walk, and Job is just in this really desperate place, um, but refusing to turn his back on the Lord, even though he says some things that um, the Lord eventually rebukes him for. And uh, in chapter 38, uh, the Lord answers Job from this whirlwind, and he says all these things about, you know, were you there with this? Did you lay down the lines? Have you divided the channels? Uh, a whole bunch of things for a few chapters, um, just asking Job whether he was there. And in chapter 40, uh, in Job's first response back to God, he says, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I've spoken, I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. In the face of God, Job was a very righteous man. God considered him to be the righteous, most righteous man on earth. And um, Satan directly aligned himself to go against Job uh, his entire life to make Job turn his back on the Lord. And even Job and how much he had faith and how wise and righteous he was knows that in the face of God who is speaking to him, he is nothing. He is vile. Um, and he says it again uh, after the Lord finishes another ta- uh, conversation with him. Job answers the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. And so jumping back to where I started in uh, chapter 4 of 1 Peter, um, that mentality of Job before the Lord is kind of how I view um, the person who spent their entire life in pursuit of Jesus and still in the face of God's glory and God's might and power. We are nothing. Um, But there is a hope that Christ is working in us daily to become more like him and that one day 
we will be just as he is. Um, and that's the hope that we all cling to. But to the Christian who is willing to, in obedience, bend himself and reject his flesh to follow the character and the path and the walk of Christ, there is a higher, purer, better, uh, freer walk in Jesus, and that is through embracing um, embracing Christ's fullness, and that includes his suffering. And a key uh, to as as Peter mentions here is of being free from sin and ceasing from sin comes from expecting suffering and embracing it for God's glory. That um, suffering is going to come with doing the will of God, and that uh, is something that when a, a man or a woman embraces in Christ, his life, a majority of his life, becomes free of sin. Because he is willingly given uh, a huge portion of selfishness over to the Lord and said, I am willing to endure suffering for your sake, for your name, to do your will. And that person, um, I feel like, has come to understand something in Christ that is extremely powerful uh, that Jesus wants us all to be living in. Uh, And verse 3 very quickly says, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Um, And it doesn't matter how long we've lived on this earth, whether we've lived uh, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, 70 years, 90 years, we are still walking away from our past lifetime and and our in doing the will of the gentiles we are constantly moving away from that and what paul is doing is creating this urgency have for have we not spent enough time of our past should we not press and lay a hold of this mind of suffering and come quickly to the cessation of sin in our lives through being submitted to christ and his suffering and and living for the gospel's sake and living for God's will and whatever that may be, whether that's um, going to be a missionary in China or um, which is currently under extremely heavy persecution and some very awful things are happening um, to the Christians over there and or or some other form of suffering because there's very many f- forms of suffering just besides the physical. Do we embrace that knowing that God will be glorified and that he is the God of everything and the God of power and the God of creation? Just as uh, several chapters of Job are dedicated to him explaining to mankind who he is and how um, nothing man is. And we are in that God's hands. And I think that's just amazing. Um, I also just want to create a little note here for you all that I I know in my life I know very little of suffering um and so this is something that I just want to be working towards and building a mind that is like Christ and suffering that as it comes little by little um because I know there are many people that have suffered far worse and far more than I do uh, in my life or on a daily basis um and so I say all this just with a frankness, knowing that I haven't suffered much, and this is just a declaration of what I read in Scripture um, and what I believe to be true, that 
by faith, if I were to enter in this suffering, that I would have uh, been culturing this mind of Christ. Um, and so that's what I'm sharing with you, that I desire for the church to be, and myself to be culturing this um, and developing uh, a mind of suffering that it might become more pure, that it begins ceasing from sin and living more for the will of God than the, the will of the flesh um, and the things of the flesh. So anyway, guys, I hope um, this was an encouraging podcast. I pray that you guys can take something away from it um, as much as I've taken away from the study of this. Um, I think this may even be a few more episodes longer that I dwell on this topic. There's a ton in Job that the Lord has just been pushing in my heart, and I thought I might talk about it a little bit tonight, and I did kind of get my toes wet in the Job thing. But there's so much there uh, that is really deeply exciting to me, and I'll probably come back and forth and maybe um, for sure look at some other passages where it talks about suffering. In fact, there's some later in this chapter, uh, too, in verse 12. Uh, down to 19, it talks more about suffering. Um, that is chapter 4 of First Peter. So anyway, that is where I'll end it, and I will let you guys get on with the rest of your um, daily lives. I hope that you will be blessed today in whatever you've purposed your mind and your hands and your eyes and ears to do, and that uh, Jesus would be with you. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.